0: Today, we, we are in part five of our lessons from Jesus. And um, we most likely will pull the curtain here. Um, obviously, you know that from lessons from Jesus can go on and on and on and on and on. But we'll um, pause or stop in part five. If you are new to Thrive, um, you should have a note um, in your hand, and in the in in the outline, you should take notes in the spaces provided. Today, in part five, we are looking at Jesus's servant spirit. His servant spirit. In part one, who can remind us what did we look at? What was the subtitle of part one of lessons? from Jesus. Part one was what? Jesus 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 built that was part three (laughs) Jesus fasted was part one Jesus prayed was part two Jesus heals was part three and part four last week was what? The simplicity of Jesus. And, and today we are wrapping it up um, in part five with his servant spirit. Jesus' servant spirit. If, if there's something that really separates Jesus from a lot of leaders we know, is this aspect. All the aspects really, but... This is very profound, hugely profound. And um, to open up the um, teaching, we'll ask two opening questions, which we um, expect a back and forth and contribution from, from anyone. And the first question is this. Think of a leader in your life. It could be a domestic leader. A domestic leader would be your dad or your mom, if you are still um, at home. Or it could be... Your husband, if you're married, it um, um, could be a, an academic leader. It could be your teacher, your headmaster, your lecturer, your, you know. It could be a political leader. It could be your, your local government chairman, your, your governor, your president. It could be a spiritual leader, your life group leader, your departmental leader, and maybe your pastors. <laughs> Etc. Now, the question is this How would you describe your leader's heart? Servant spirit or bossy spirit? How would you describe your leader's heart? Servant spirit or bossy spirit? If your leader is here, don't worry, you have immunity. You have immunity, <laughs> you have immunity. <laughs> and uh, immunity of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, who 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 wants to go? We all have leaders. How would you describe your leader's heart? Servant spirit, okay, there's a hand there. Um, And you tell us the leader you are describing. There's there's another hand there. If it is your domestic leader, and there's another hand there. Yes, tell us. Praise God. Hallelujah.
1: Um, My leaders actually have two, they have um, a servant spirit.
0: They have spirit. Yes. Okay. Your um, political leaders. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: my, my pastors here. Okay, your spiritual um, leaders. My spiritual leaders. Okay. That's Pastor Nina and Pastor Buki. Um, okay. They are very, very humble.
0: Amen. Very,
1: very humble. Very, very humble. And, um, um, you know, they, they, they carry us all along as children. They actually see us as, as their children. Now, um, when we go wrong... They give us those strict corrections. You oh. have to stick by it.
0: And that doesn't make them bossy?
1: No, 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 no. They are not bossy. Okay.
0: They are but not. <laughs> in, this, in the servant spirit.
1: Yes, in the they servant can, spirit. And then, and then. Discipline. Yes. Okay. And then um, when you actually feel um, uh, bad about it, there's a way they still come around, you know. So, um, like the Yoruba saying goes that when you flog a child with, you know. One hand. One hand, use the other hand to cuddle it. And. Um, Pastor Buki has um this kind of a story that, you know, when you come in, even both of them when you come in, you never know who the leader really is. Right. You know, so um I am growing to become like that. Pastor
0: Nina, you know who the leader is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, let's 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 start for that contribution. Thank you. Yes. Good evening. Good evening.
1: My own leader is my academic leader. The
0: academic leader, yes. okay.
1: She's very humble. Right. She has a very contagious smile that even when she has asked you to do something and you are maybe you are grumpy about it, she gives you that smile that just melts your heart. Right. And then you start doing it. And she's not the kind that just delegates and delegates. She's, she's there. She, her hands is on it. Right. She's, Telling you that okay, whatever I'm asking you to do, I can also do it. Right. She okay. shows you okay, this is the way to go forward. She doesn't just say go there and go there. She's she's also involved in whatever thing she asks you to do. That's
0: yeah. awesome. Okay, we, t- we take one more. Yes, sir.
2: Good evening, Pastor. Good evening. My name is um my spiritual leader, spiritual. Pastor Bolaji. Okay. <laughs> you know, he's very very humble Amen. And calm. And he's a leader by example. So Amen. he leads by example. So I see him do stuff and those things, you know, have been instilled in me. Whenever he's around or not around, I know what to, what to do. do. So it's
0: Awesome. Praise God. Okay, so it seems our spiritual leaders are humble. Give God all the glory for that. <laughs> okay, let's clap for all our spiritual leaders. Allow political leaders. Okay. Nobody, everybody is scared of political leadership and domestic leadership, <laughs> which, is a, which is perhaps a wise thing to do. Okay. <clears throat> the second question is this. How do you think the people you lead will describe you? Everybody is leading someone. Everybody, in some way. So how, how, how do you think the people you lead will, will describe you? How do you think the people you lead will describe you? I mean, I, I, I'm, 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 Sunday is Father's Day. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's, let's clap for all the fathers. I'm just saying it up front so that you, you know what to do to your fathers at home. And you, you, know, you don't tell them you forgot. Pastor Gide, no forgetfulness. You cast out every forgetfulness spirit in the name of Jesus. Now the point so we forgive them in advance, okay, so they can forget. Now, why did I even say that? I, I said that because our fathers are our leaders, right? Okay, so who wants to go? How do you think your your family will describe you as as a dad or as a leader? A female can also answer. So give Pastor Jiri the, the mic and let him tell us how he thinks that Pastor um, Lamidi and in the...
3: praise the lord <laughs> I really, yeah. um i'm not really sure but i think they'll, they will they they will they will think that i'm um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know when your wife is sitting right beside you <laughs> no but
3: pastor they think that i'm um... I'm a, I'm a humble (laughs) leader, you know. He's not even flowing, he's not flowing. (laughs) But, I mean, I think the children will will say that I'm a serious daddy, so, I mean. A serious daddy, okay. So, I mean. Your wife
0: will say you're a humble leader.
3: Well, I mean, I'm hands-on, so. (laughs) Whatever I tell them to do, I can do it, so. Whatever you tell them to do. Apart from cooking. Apart from what? Cooking. Cooking. (laughs)
0: Okay, let's start for him. I mean, that's that's. It's um, it's. It, it, uh, let another person praise you. The Bible says, "Don't praise yourself." So that's one of, one of the mark of a humble leader. I tried to get him to say it, but he didn't say it. So, he uh, really must be humble, perhaps, or humble. <laughs> okay. Anybody else wants to go? Pastor Richard, tell us. Do you think your family will consider you um, a humble leader or a proud leader? Well,
4: I think they, they, they might say I'm too playful. Pardon me? They might say I'm
0: too playful. They I,
4: might say you are too, too playful. Play. Yeah, yeah, because I just I don't know, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. What, I try and take it as easy as I can. Really, okay, really it's to ask that question. Try, so. try and really take it as easy as I can.
0: Okay, <clears throat> Okay, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else wants to go? Um, Do you, a female this time, I mean, there are females in leadership positions. Do you consider yourself or what would people say about you? Uh, Okay. Right behind Pastor Richard is a female. I don't know the person. Oh, it's Tutu. Okay. Give her the mic. Tell us. You lead a school, actually. Yes. So tell us, what would they say if you take an opinion poll of your teachers? What what would they say? I
5: actually have, I have twice. Twice, okay. So what yeah. was the result? The two. Bossy and yeah, and, the two. And, and
0: humble. Yes. In one body.
5: <laughs> well, she works with me, so maybe she, maybe she can help me. I don't
0: know. No, no, no. You tell us.
5: Some of them think.
0: The two. Yes. You've had feedback that there's a bossy side of you. Yes. And there's a humble Honestly, side yes, of you. Yes,
5: Okay. But mostly bossy. No, no, no,
6: no, no. no.
0: <laughs> mostly humble. I think
6: okay. yeah.
0: Okay, fine. That's, that's fair enough. Let's clap for her uh, that feedback. Okay. Awesome. So, um, we dive straight into the study and, and discussion questions. Um, Mark chapter 9, 30 to 35. Mark chapter 9, 30 to 35, says, Leaving the region, they traveled through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know he was there, for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of of his enemies, and be killed. Are you sure that's it? He will be killed, but three days later, he will rise from the dead. They didn't understand what he was saying. However, they were afraid to ask him what he meant. After he arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house, okay, Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which of them was greatest. He sat down and called the 12 disciples over to him and said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the Servant, was a servant. And be the servant of everyone else. So, the, the disciples of Jesus, I mean, they, they, they were human beings, they were normal. Everywhere, you know, someone said, everywhere two or three are gathered, there will be what? There will be politics. Everywhere two or three are gathered, there will be politics. You know, everywhere two or three people are gathered on a particular mission, there will be, always be someone saying, Who is the boss? Who can be the boss? Can I be the boss? What if I am the boss? Why should she be the boss? Why can't I usurp her? Why can't I usurp him? Why can't I be the boss? And Jesus knew what they were discussing. Even though they didn't tell him. And he asked them, What were you discussing? And of course they didn't didn't answer. Because obviously they, they didn't want to be scolded. So Jesus now said to them, If anyone wants to be first, if any one of you wants to be the leader, did Jesus say, If you want to be the leader, that is a wrong ambition? Did Jesus say that? No, he didn't say that. Jesus did not say that desiring to lead is wrong. He didn't say that. Jesus did not say, desiring to be the leader is a sin. Many times, we misinterpret this scripture to mean that Jesus, to be spiritual means to be subservient. In other words, to be um, mediocre, not to aspire to greatness, not to want to direct the ship in the right direction, just to stoop and to be, you know, that was not what Jesus was saying here. Jesus is saying the path to being first. On Sunday, we were talking about the kingdom of God. And we said that God translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his death Son. Now we are in God's kingdom. Because we are in his kingdom, it's an operating environment. It affects our thinking. It will affect our environment. We are taking out of the soil that has sulfur. Remember the analogy with onions. And we have been put in the kingdom. So Jesus is saying the path to greatness in the kingdom is servanthood. Now, it's counterintuitive, really. Because if you look at how the world operates, the path to greatness usually is, is like dog eat dog. That's how the world operates, doggy dog. It's like, who can you outsmart? Who can you outmaneuver? The political system, I mean, you and I know, in everywhere in the world, practically everywhere in the world, the people that are able to really go out there, a lot of them will do anything, even kill. To get there, and Jesus is saying, "While I want you to be leaders, while you will be leaders, the path to leadership in the kingdom is the path of service. So, if you want to be first, you have to be last." That's what Jesus was saying. I mean, it's it's, it's like just messes up their thinking. If you want to be first, you have to be last. If you want to be the leader, you have to be the servant. If you want to be on top, you have to deliberately carry yourself and take yourself to, be, to the bottom. <laughs>
3: the
0: world says, if you want to be on top, you have to brandish your credentials. You have to... While that, there may be nothing wrong with that. That's how the system of the world works. However... If you want God to lift you up, you have to humble yourself. That's, that's, that's how it works. That's how the kingdom works. You have, to, you have to humble yourself. You have to take the path of humility. You have to be the servant. Whoever wants to be first must take last place. So if you enter an organization and you desire to be promoted, Jesus said what you should do is look for the last place And take it. Wow. Most people, when they enter an an organization and want to be promoted, they look for the power brokers and obnob, and, you know, try and be visible. Jesus is saying, take the last place. And whoever wants to be first must be servant of everybody. But you know that That is actually the secret of getting to the top. In any industry, that is actually the secret of getting to the top. If you can serve, if you're a business person, if you can serve your customers as if you are really interested in serving them and solving their problem, you will always have business. Praise the name of the Lord thing. if you are teaching children and you are really interested in caring for them, there's no way you will not be promoted. If you are, if you are in any field and you are really interested, you have the boss, you are really interested in solving the guy's problem, you, you just want to serve the guy, you want to solve all his problems, look, if they are firing hundred people, you will not be fired. Because the guy is sleeping, who is solving my problems? So, okay, so I can get rid of this one, it's causing problems for me. And if you check, the reason a lot of organizations are, are stagnated is because they actually stop serving. The reason a lot of marriages are in trouble today is because one party stopped serving, or both of them stopped serving. The reason marriages are in trouble, one person stopped serving the other. One person stopped serving the other. One person started saying, what about me? What about me? When well, you start saying what about me, what about me, what about me, what happens is that you know, it all becomes all about you. But when you just care about serving the other person and serving the other person, guess what is going to happen? The whole place becomes stronger. The whole home becomes stronger. You know, it's just amazing how we do banking. Nigeria, so The banker comes to you and says, Oh, my brother gave me his card. Are you are you pastor for me? Yes. My brother gave me his card. I look at the card, look at the oh, I know him. Oh, we're in school together. Yes, he says that I should come and meet you. I need deposits. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm supposed to what? I don't understand it. Okay, I have a business. You come to me. Oh. My brother says, you run this multinational business. Say amen, say amen, say amen. Okay, I need, I need a deposit. I'm like, what does that mean? But if he, the same banker comes and says, my brother sent me to you. But before I came, I should have come last week. But I took the whole of last week understanding your industry and your business. This is your business. This is your problem. This is how I can solve that problem for you. My eyes will light up, wouldn't it? And listen, I can move you from here to here. This is how we can do it. Now, if I have any deposit, what am I going to call? That's the guy I'm going to call. But he it says, it says, oh, please help me. I have a target. I also have a target. You have a target, I have a target. <laughs> so why should it be? So, so when Jesus says that who wants to be the top should, be, should come under, it is not, an, it is not Jesus trying to, to subjugate us and press our heads down. No, he's trying to show us that the actual way to the top is down. You know, someone said that there's nothing like servant leadership, and I agree. Totally agree. The guy said there's there's nothing like servant leadership. That is either you're a leader or not. Leadership is servant. Is, is servanthood. So to say there's seven leadership is as if you are starting to say that there's a another form of leadership that can exist without serving people. It can't exist. You can have positional leaders, but they are not real leaders. They might have titles, but they're not real leaders. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so the Lord Jesus is giving us a blueprint for greatness here. It doesn't only work if you will, in the church. It works in, in any industry. Wherever you are. Do you want to get to the top? Serve. 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 There's a lady in, in, um, in the Bible that's In Acts of Apostles. That died. When she died. The widows. Came to Peter. You see. If you read scriptures. You understand. That probably other people have died before then. In fact. There may be other people that were dead in that time. The widows came to Peter. And said. This woman cannot die. And their reason is. She serves us. She sows for us. She serves us. So, so, they are saying to heaven, if you want to kill other women, kill them. Just send this one back. Because this one is serving us. Of course, you know what happened? Peter prayed that the woman came back to life. So, even in your community, even in this church, in, our, in this local community, guess what? Ask yourself this question. It's a tough question. If you don't show up, who's going to miss you? If you don't show up in church, who's going to miss you? Who are you serving? It's only the people you are serving that will miss you. President name of the Lord. It's only the people you are serving. The people you are oppressing, they will be glad you are gone. So ask yourself, in church, God forbid, if you, let's just say you travel. You went on vacation, and it was sudden. You didn't, you didn't have the time to announce to anybody, and, and you won't be in church for, for two weeks. And you didn't show up in church for two weeks. Will anyone actually notice? If you are not sure, it means you are not serving, because there is no way you'll be serving. You see, this is not just talk, a talk about joining journey department. Of course, that's an avenue to, to serve. There is no way you'll be serving. That. You will not show up that somebody will not say, ah, where is this guy? There's no way because you are their solution. You know, somebody has walked up to me, a totally, you know, new guy in church, and says to me, ah, there's this guy that packed cars, you know. I didn't see that guy in church. Where is he? Where was he on Sunday? He's asking me. This is a congregation member asking me. I didn't see someone that pack cars. I love the way the guy packed cars. Many of us already know who the guy is. (laughs) Yet, there are others if they don't show up, nobody knows. Then you come and say, there's no love in my department. They are not showing love. No, they have love, but you don't serve. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, Let's dive into this. Let's dive into this. So, a servant is a person who performs duties for who? For himself? For herself? For others? A servant is a person who performs duties for others. If I want to serve in my workplace, I'm performing duties for others. It's not for myself. John Aguirre says that the measure of a man's greatness is not the number of servants he has. I mean, this is so profound. He says the measure of a man's greatness is the number of the people he serves. The number of the people he serves. The measure of a man's greatness is not the number of the servant he has, but the number of the people he serves. I see the way it works is this. Everything stems from how we see ourselves and how we relate to God. How we see and relate to God. Everything. Our service stems from how we see and how we relate with God. So, you, people that don't have a skilled relationship with God will struggle with this. Many times, we see God as... Um, I mean, if I say this, many people say, no, no, I don't see God like that. But if you really think, some of us actually do see God like that. We see God as a as, um, as servant, as a vending machine, as, as a resource. We see God as a commodity, as as a remote control. We see God as a remote control. We understand that you can press the remote control and the channel will change. Oh God, bring me a car. Boom. And if it's slow, we get angry. Oh God, I need a wife. Boom. Oh God, I need a husband. Why is my case different? (laughs) We see him as a resource. And it is, you see, if you don't, if you get this, your life becomes effortless in God. God is not a resource, God is not a tool that we use. God is not are under our control. So we should not see God as a resource or as a commodity. We should see God as our father and master. That is, you fill in the blanks. We shouldn't see God as a resource or as a commodity. We should see God as our father and master. You see, when we see God as our father and master, when we love God and serve God as we should serve God, it becomes natural for us to serve people. If you can't serve the people that you can see, you cannot serve a God that you cannot see. So it's so intertwined. If If you cannot love people that you can see, you cannot love a God that you cannot see. If the people that you do life with you can't love them. You can't. You can't. And, you, and you come to church and you say, Oh, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. And you shed tears and it's all emotional. You know, but you don't love your sister. You don't love your brother. You can't serve them. How can you love God? But when we begin to love God, even though it starts with loving God, it finds expression in loving people and serving people. Praise the name of the Lord. So I'm going to this question. Maybe we'll will we'll, um answer it briefly before we dive into the study um. Um of of those scriptures there. What, how do you think we can fulfill Christ's command to be servants of another person without becoming exhausted and resentful? You know because. I I know very much that people will always ride a willing horse. When people see that ah, this one wants to be a servant, (laughs) you know, they will they want to take advantage. You know, people will always want to take advantage. People will always ride a willing horse. So, how do we? How do you think we can fulfill God's command by being servants? At the same time, we don't get exhausted and resentful and and all that. Who can help us? How do we serve and love people without people? Yes, sir. Not so much as in them uh, taking advantage because they will, but how do we make sure that we don't get burnt out, we don't get resentful, we don't get, um, yeah.
3: Praise the Lord. Um, Pastor, uh, the only way is to to, um, look at the big picture. Who are you accountable to? The people that you are serving, those are not the people you are accountable to. Because really, to be a father, or to be a husband, and you really want to do it in the right sense, you have to be a servant. I mean, the, the work you do, the money you make, the time you spend is for other people. Less than 10% is for you. So, Less than 10%? Yeah. Okay. I, really, because it's only the food you eat or maybe the car you drive. That's all. So the rest of the things is for the family. So if you look at it that way, of course, if you sit down sometimes, you wonder, what, what am I doing all this for? But overall, you say, well, God says that should do this. So your accountability is to God, not to the, not to the people that you are serving. Right.
0: Okay. D- did we get what he said? Okay. Okay, let's, let's, let's clap for him. Thank you, sir. There's, there's another hand right there. How do we ensure that we don't become resentful and exhausted? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
5: I've actually been in that place where I was just trying to be, be the good and humble leader and people really took it me for a ride and I, you know, then I read a book by Sam Chand, The Pain of Leadership, and it just set me free.
0: King of Leadership. The
5: Pain of Leadership. The Pain of Leadership. It's a new book by Sam Chand, and he was graceful enough to send me a few pages. Yeah. And I discovered that if you're not in pain, you're not leading. Mm. You, if it's all rosy, mm. you're not even doing anything, then he, then he said something that let them find out that you are nice, do your job and report especially if you're a middle person.
0: Let them find out that you're nice through your words?
5: Yes, through the way you work with them. Okay, right. Don't bring your niceness to the table. Bring your job to the table. So there were key things in there. And ultimately, I think we should model the way Jesus did it. Jesus didn't take crap from people. Let me just, that's the only thing coming to my head. Right. Because he was serving them. He didn't take excuses. And the minute you start taking excuses, they start writing on that. The minute you don't, they call you bossy. You know, so just do your work. Like you will say, have a tough skin and a soft heart. And, right. and just do it the way God wants you to do it. Right. Okay.
0: Awesome awesome awesome, awesome. 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 Okay. So, so bottom line is this. If, if you're not in pain, you're not leading. There's the pain of leadership. It's, um, the book I recommend everyone should read by Sam Chand, you know, the, the pain of leadership. It's a really, really powerful book. If you are not in pain, you are not leading. Leadership, in fact, your leadership capacity is directly proportional to the amount of pain you can bear. Uh, Your leadership, if you cannot stand pain, you know, I don't want anybody to talk to me anyhow. You know, have you heard that before? You cannot serve. Because people will talk to you here, <laughs> you know. Let everybody respect themselves in this place, you know. You cannot really serve because people will not respect themselves. <laughs> your pain threshold is actually a big part of your leadership threshold. Great leaders have amazing, amazing capacity for pain. It's unbelievable. Most mediocre people avoid pain. They run from pain. The average person runs from pain. The great leaders embrace it as part of the journey. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, I know there are questions that are popping up, but we keep the questions. We take them at the end. Now, we're going to read a couple of scriptures, and and the question is, what are the lessons... In serving, from the following passage of scripture. So, if you want to answer, you put up your hand quickly. What are the lessons in serving from the following passages of scripture? Mark 10:42 to 45. We're going to read Mark 10, 42 to 45. It says, so Jesus called them together and said, "You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them, but." Among you, it will be different. Everyone say, among you, it will be, it will be different. That, that's so powerful. This is what they are doing, but you have to be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your, your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of Everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. You know, like someone says, I live by example. And, give, and, give, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So, what are the lessons in serving there? Quickly, I think we talked about that already. That is close to our, our main text. So, let's just go to the next scripture. Luke 17, 7-10. When a servant comes in from plowing or taking care of sheep, does his master say, come in and eat with me? No, he doesn't. He says, prepare my table, put on your apron and serve me while I eat. Then you can go and eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he was told to do, of course not. Verse 10. In the same way, when you are when you obey me, you should say, We are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. <laughs> wow. Okay, what are the lessons in serving from this passage of scripture? Who wants to go? What are the lessons in serving? Shoot up your hand. Yes, sir. And there's another hand there. So, go. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
7: The lesson I learned there in serving is that you should not be proud. You should not proud. Be proud. When you try, when you see, when you do something good, you should not be proud of yourself, of what you
0: do. What you've done. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir.
4: Praise the Lord. Um, True servants do not wait to be for accolades to be. I can't hear you, sir. True servants do not wait for accolades to be patting on the back for their good works.
0: Right. True servants do not wait for accolades or patting on the back. If you really if you want to serve, the, the, the situation, uh, the picture p- Jesus painted is that if, if your servant has walked, and the master has walked, and the boat got home, the master doesn't say the servant, okay, you have worked. He said, put on your apron and serve me. Once it's finished, when I finish it, in there, you can go and eat, right? That's what a lot of us still do to ourselves through our phones. <laughs> now, Jesus is saying, we are to have that same attitude when we have done what He has told us to do. So it is strange to have people serving Jesus and they are upset. You know, some people are upset. They are serving. They say, "Nobody appreciated me. I'm not being appreciated. I I, 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 come earlier than that sister. I always come walk harder than that brother." And they gave him worker of the month. How come all the years I've been serving in this church i have not received worker of the month? Do you know some people actually, they actually struggle with that? But God is saying, that's not serving. Serving, if you've done what you've been told to do, that is enough for you. Praise the name of the Lord. So, really, if nobody quote unquote, appreciates you, God will appreciate you. But God is saying, your heart should not be a heart that is seeking for accolades when you do what you ought to do. That's big. Luke 14, 7 to 11. Luke 14, 7 to 11 says, When Jesus noticed that all who had come to dinner were trying to sit in the seat of honor, near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. When you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if somebody who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, Oga, give this person your seat. Then you will be embarrassed. And you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. So I advise you, instead, take the lowest place. Everybody say the lowest place. Take the lowest place at the foot of the table. When your host sees you, You will come and say, oh friend, we have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be what? Will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. The quickest way to be humbled is to exalt yourself. And the fastest way to be promoted is to humble yourself. What other lessons can we learn from, from here? Who wants to go? What other, what other lessons can we learn? I know it's, it's, it's big. Is there, there's someone in the choir style. And there's another hand right there. Praise God. Hallelujah.
8: Mine is a contribution, but there's also a question or so, a My comment. Spices, another spices, comment spices, somewhere. Why do know? Yeah. My voice. Go on. Okay, the first is that um, don't toot your own horn. Right. Don't um, be the one to call out that you are the best or anything. Let it be that it's other people who will see your work. Right. And let your work, like Pastor Chide said, I think. Let your work speak for you. But I'm, What I'm struggling with is... I don't think it is every time that, so using that same analogy, you go to a party and you, so you decide to sit at the back hoping or expecting that they will call you to the front <laughs> because it doesn't always have to happen. So I think it is the thinking behind it and thinking that they will call me don't just wait, And then if they don't call you, you start to feel bad. But I guess it's, for me it is humble yourself, period.
0: The, so, so what Jesus is saying is Take the back seat. If they don't call you, you should, why should you have a problem it's with it? It's fine. Exactly. So but, don't expect it. But but he's saying that when you compare the two, it's better that they call you. Yes. For you to. That they tell you that, oh God oh God, oh, God, oh God, oh God, Come and sit down here. You know? So you don't go to the party and say, I will sit at the back. And they are, the guy is just passing me by. Like, this guy did not recognize me. <laughs> And you are beefing the guy. No, 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 no. If you are really humble, you won't even beef the guy. You'll be content that you are sitting where you are sitting. Someone says, okay, let me just sit in the middle. (laughs) That means you still have an issue because somebody else, maybe the top front rows, the honored places are taking over. Then somebody that comes, even from the middle, they will say, oh, God, So, there's an issue there. And personally, I've just, it's best to allow God to announce you. It's best. It's best. You know, I mean, I haven't served in in churches, I mean when I was sitting up David, my wife and I were she was in, I think she was in the children's church. I was in prayer. I was in prayer for years. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows I mean I didn't I really didn't care, honestly, because by the grace of God I, I, I tried to follow Jesus. So and a friend of mine came to to the office at the time. I said to me, because he, he was pastoring a church at the time, so and he expects that I should be pastoring, you know, because um, I was like a senior, so to speak, you know. So he came to me, he's saying that, look, look at the church is pastoring you, you are just there. He actually told me, you are just in prayer department. What are you just doing there in prayer department? You know, and I'm like, that's where God has put me. That's where I will stay. And he left.
3: <laughs>
0: and I stayed in prayer in the Until God announced me himself. And my pastor couldn't, you know, as it was like, I became his best guy, so to speak. And he said, we should start a church. And in two years, the church we started was almost times three the size of the church he was pastoring. Two years. Glory be to Jesus. The, the point is this. The point is this. You can announce yourself. But if you lift yourself up, how high can you carry yourself? Or you can stay where God has put you and let God lift you up. How high do you think He can lift you up? People struggle. Oh, I'll announce myself. Oh, I'll do this. I'll package myself. (laughs) Finish package. Paint it. Package it. If heaven doesn't breathe on it, nothing. And the path for everyone to, to breathe on it is this path. It's not, you see, you, President of the Lord. Ah, there's so much to say, but I gotta go. There's so I don't want to I don't want to skip over every, anything today. So let's go. Um, and and Jesus now turns the table immediately to the people that are throwing parties in the next um, Luke 14 from verse 12 to 14. He says, then he turned to the hosts, you know, and, and says, Don't you just love Jesus? When you put on a luncheon or a banquet, he said, Don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors, for they will invite you back, and you will be, and that will be your only reward. He says, Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Then at the resurrection of the righteous. God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay you. Huh. Wow. Be careful when you invite Jesus to your party. <laughs> you don't have to rock the boat. So, what's the lesson from here? So, the lesson is not only from the invited, the lesson is also for the hosts. So after speaking to the invited, he turned to the host and said, "Oh, Gaga, let me give you advice too. This is what you do." So does that mean that when we throw parties, we shouldn't invite our friends and our families? What is Jesus saying here? What's the lesson here? Oh, there was another hand there, right? Did you get the mic? Okay, sorry. Time, I was, I was rushing. Give you the mic. So. You you tell us that. So, what is Jesus saying?
6: Praise the Lord.
2: Hallelujah. I think you touched a lot of what I wanted to say. And uh, this actually highlights it also. A lot of us are aspiring to be in leadership positions and we're using all sorts of systems, um, trying to get into that position. But from what I'm picking from here is that the real way to get into that leadership is to serve. right. And when you serve, the only assured reward that will come will be leadership. Amen. So it's the root.
0: It's, it's the surest root. Okay. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so God advises the, the hosts also that look, you need to consider people that can't pay you back when you have your largest. You need to consider people that cannot pay you. And that is something we need to wrestle with. Yes, sir.
4: Praise the Lord. I think what um, I deduce from this is that Jesus was telling him to have an all-inclusive leadership, an all-inclusive kind of leadership, not just for um, certain kinds of people that fit into a kind of class.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then somebody came to Jesus. Oh, do you have time for this story? Somebody keeps Jesus, and the person now said to Jesus, "That, hmm, I wonder how the party will be in heaven. I wonder if God will throw a party." You know, those are cynical people. And Jesus now said, "Let me tell you what happened in heaven. God invited his friends to his party, and they gave excuses. I have, oh, I have a wedding, I cannot attend. Oh." My uh, wife just got married. My oxen just gave birth. Can you imagine? You know, all sorts of excuses. And he says that then, then the master threw open the invitation and says, gather everybody for my party will be well attended and my house will be full. And Jesus was saying to the guy, in essence, that what I'm telling you is exactly what God has done. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, Awesome. John 13, 11 to 17. John 13, 11 to 17. says, After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right because that's what I am. See, so Jesus was not in denial, he knew who he was. He says, And since I, your Lord and teacher. I've washed your feet. You ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master. Nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now what you know Now that you know these things, happy are you if you do them. God will bless you for doing them. The lesson in this is clear. Jesus was saying, I am your Lord and I'm your teacher. You call me Lord and teacher. He says, yes, I am. He didn't say, I need to relinquish who I am. He says, that's who I am. He says, but I, your Lord and teacher, I am serving you let that be an example for you to serve one another that is huge mark 8:34 mark 8:34 says then calling the crowd to him crowd to join his disciples he said if any of you want to be my follower you must give up your own way take up your cross and follow me so serving really is giving up our own way, our own preferences, giving up our own comfort. You cannot serve another person by pleasing yourself. You cannot make pleasing yourself the primary objective while you are serving the other person. If you want to serve your colleagues, you have to serve them and let go of your own ways. If you want to serve your spouse, you have to serve him or her and not thinking of your own ways. If you're thinking of your own ways, you cannot serve the other person. Same thing, you cannot follow Jesus and serve Jesus if you are thinking of your own ways. So everything stems from how we see and relate with God. So that is see and relate. Everything stems from how we see and relate with God. And only with God our Father and Master. And ourselves as humble servants, serving Him and serving people, can we ever find contentment and peace. And that, that is so true. You know, a lot of people want, are searching for peace. They, want, they are not content, you know. What's the purpose of my life? I don't have, I'm not happy, you know, I'm, why, why am I not happy, you know, why am I so downcast, you see, why am I so discontent? The reason is this. The reason you are not happy, the reason you are so discontent is because you are not serving enough people. When you put others before you, it, it's, it's like it works, I, I, you, know, I, I, you know, I'm a pastor, I shouldn't say it works like magic. <laughs> But it's a miracle. It works like it's it's unexplainable. The greatest joy you will have is putting smiles on other people's faces. The greatest joy you will have as a person is when you do things for people that changes their lives, not when you do things for yourself. But the problem is, we want to consider ourselves and do things for ourselves, even in relationships. At the end of the day, we discover that we are miserable, and everybody is miserable. Why? Because you are so selfish. Okay, that's the word, selfish. You have a question? And self-centered. I tell you, we are there. Do you have any questions? Determined to finish by eight, so. A good time. Yeah. There's a question. Contribution. Okay. Is that a question? Okay. Ask a question. Okay, okay. sir. So, um,
4: I just sat here listening to you talk about where, when you were serving in church and serving in the prayer department right. and doing something seemingly insignificant right. to the point where someone comes to tell you that you're really slacking. I, I think that's so instructive for, for me and everyone here that right sometimes we underestimate the significance of the right. seemingly menial task we have be right. given in church, you know, employment or right. wherever. You know, so what that just tells me that in time, God locates you right. and changes that story around. That's was so profound for me. Thank Amen.
0: you. Amen. 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 Sometimes, you see, we, we think, oh, I'm in the back office. Nobody sees me. Nobody knows me. Where am I going to get promoted? Really? But is this going to work in my favor? Why am I always the one? Why, if you stay on track, God will promote you. Yes. yes. Ask your question, then we, we bring uh, the mic. Praise the Lord. There's another hand here. Hallelujah.
7: I want to ask, you said that pain, you have to take pain before being a leader. I want to ask, what of if you try to endure the pain of the people that you are trying to lead? You are trying to lead them, and you are enduring the pain, but still, they didn't still understand that you are trying to endure these pains
2: to lead them, what
0: should you do? Uh (laughs) That means your leadership has just started. (laughs) What you should do really is, I'm not saying that pain is desirable, nobody desires it, but I'm just saying, leaders have come to terms with it, you know? It's part of it, it's part of the package. So, what should you do is, you should try and take your organization to the next level, you know? You, you, you cast vision. You, you, you help them. You, you pray for them. You take your organization to the next level. Because the pain of this current position where you are is actually to birth what is coming. But guess what? When you get to the next level, you discover that pain is waiting. In fact, they say that every level... Uh, <laughs> so, until we see Jesus... So what you do is you keep overcoming and more are going to unravel. So, the standard. Are you fine? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay,
7: um, really, this is, this is huge. And uh, I, I've, I've read a lot about some philosophers like John Stout Mills. Right who talked about principle of utilitarianism right. and Adam Smith in economics who talked about rationality right. and all of these persons they were actually talking about what, what make us do what we do as a matter of fact we do what we do for a particular benefit right. and uh, a political scientists and some philosophers actually linking all of this to uh, how to become a leader like the person of Niccolò Machiavelli and all of that. Right. They were actually liking all of this to how to become a leader. That whatever you want to do, have it at the back of your mind that there's a particular point you need to hit to become a leader, to make people see you as a leader. Right. And now what Jesus Christ is talking about <laughs> is totally different from what... Totally. These people are totally. men. What they've talked about and all of that. So, I don't know. I don't be, I'm really...
0: So, 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 the, so, the question is this. Who am I going to follow? Sorry, sorry. i give you the mic. Mention that guy's name again.
7: Um, John Stout Mills.
0: John Stout Mills. Another one.
7: Nicolo Machiavelli.
0: Yeah.
7: Adam Smith.
0: Adam Smith. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Then, then, they are... One of their guys... Pluto, right? Pluto,
7: Aristotle. Aristotle. Aristotle.
0: Thank you, sir. Pluto. Pluto taught for Pluto taught forty years. That was the duration of his teaching. Aristotle taught for I think thirty or thirty three years. That was the duration of his teaching. Jesus taught for three and a half years. The impact of Jesus' life. Today there are about 4 billion people calling the name of Jesus. Who do I follow? Aristotle? Those school of thoughts are... I, I, look, I, I'm a student of philosophy. I, I read them, you know. Just to understand how human beings work. I, I read books on politics. I read, I read books on, on civil disobedience, how to start all those things. But I read the sayings of Jesus, and it goes it goes contrary to everything they are saying, which you've you, you, you rightly pointed out. But if you look at their lives, the impact on people's lives, none of them have the as as much as the impact that Jesus has had. So whose philosophy should Philosophy is just a way of thinking. Whose way of thinking would be correct? Jesus' way of thinking. Absolutely. You know, says let's pray for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And, uh, okay. <clears throat> but sometimes if you read too much of philosophy, you know, you, you get confused. You begin to question your faith. Because all those things are just human reasoning that doesn't benefit your soul, you know. Uh yes, sir. There's the mic
9: beside you. Praise yes. the Lord. Uh, my question is this you know, through the Bible I learned that God created all that things that is apart from human beings, heavenly hosts, and all the rest, even animal. Why then do God want we human being to serve him? Mm. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Oh, heavy, you know heavenly they, 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 they are free. free.
0: They are free to do their thing. Why are we the one to serve you? Yes, yeah. You know, okay, that's a that's a good question. Let's laugh on the question, You know the truth is that every other thing you done are praising God. The heavens declare And the heavens, um, and the firmament, and so forth is the work. Day unto day, utter speech, and night unto night show us wisdom. Uh, so so all the creation bows in worship. But man is the crown of God's creation. Man is the only all the creation, right? really don't have a choice in the matter. Man is the only being that is given a choice to worship. That's why our worship means so much more to God. Because we can actually say we, don't, we are not interested in God. When man says he's not interested in God, God will keep pursuing, but really, but there's nothing he will do to force man to, to follow him. But when man chooses to follow God, the Bible says there's celebration in heaven. There's rejoicing in heaven, you know. And it's a big deal to God. I hope that helps you.
9: Do you have a follow-up question? Get it right. Yes. For, that's what, what, from what he said, right. does he mean that it's the only man that can get it right? No, right? Out of
0: all the creation, the others yeah. are getting it right because they, don't, they, they can't get it wrong. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the, the trees... Can't get it wrong. They're whistling the birds. They can't get it wrong. But man can get it wrong. And man is so stubborn. Eh. Yeah, eh.
9: that's eh. true. That's true. We are stubborn. Eh. Let's eh. say the truth. No, we, we are still stubborn. We
0: are still stubborn. Yeah, yeah. Eh. yeah to do the will. Eh.
9: Yeah, because Jesus wasn't.
0: Uh, okay. Thank you, sir. Let's clap for him. Let's clap for him. Uh, anybody else? Okay. There's a hand there. Because we are not robots, you know. God gives us the free will to choose. To choose him or to reject him. Yes.
6: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good evening. Good evening. <coughs> Thank you very much. Please, I want to know when, um, as a human being, for you to be able to decide that this place I'm serving, I'm doing a wrong service. One. Two. I want you to get my question very right. Like, okay. someone has been serving. He's, been, he's trying to be a leader. That's why he's serving. Wow. But he has been serving for too long. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, I have, uh, where I work, I have um, this guy. He's right. been serving this woman for more than 12 years. Right. He serves as both a driver, right. a messenger. Right. He does everything all around. Right. But he has nothing to show for it. Right. And he's always complaining that... Um, is this, this, that, this, that, this, that. And I keep looking at him, I'm helpless. I don't know what to tell him, okay, go and get somewhere else. But he's so stuck to this person. And I think after a while, he may become um, too old. right? And he may not be able to do all these things he has been doing, and they discard him. Right. And all the years of service, he gets nothing. Right. So, so that's my question. So how do you know when your service is becoming too long? You are serving under the wrong dispensation. You are serving, and your service is um, so you have you just have wasted years.
0: Thank you very much. That is a very valid question, a very very good question. Um, you need to be true to yourself. Am I? Is my ladder against the wrong wall? You know, such a person. You are serving the same person for years, and nothing is changing. The person is not is not. Improving your life, it's not challenging you. You are not growing. There are no opportunities. If the writing is on the wall, then probably you should exit. Do you understand? Do you understand? However, before you start serving someone, you should you should know the you should know the heart of the person you are serving, because the heart of the person you are serving is very important. If you are serving a wicked woman, a wicked man, what do you expect? Do you expect a miracle? <laughs> so choose carefully who you are serving. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so you, are, you should talk to him and tell him that, look, um, Choose carefully. What we, <laughs> because you have to be careful. Who is this lady? Is she, do you, is she related to you in any way? She's not related to you in any way. Okay. Can she cause problems for you in any way? <laughs> you need to, either physically or spiritually, you, know, you need to find out so you know what you're up against. So if you want to go and deliver a captive, Maybe war, you know. Ah. Okay. Should we take more questions? Yes or no? Okay. Did you have a... Let me see the number of questions. I hope that helps. It's a tricky situation, but I hope all I've said helps. If you need to talk more, let's see after service or something, or see any of the pastors. That will work. One, two... Please put up your hands. I need to count. One, two, three okay fine let's have the three one then you give him two then we have you three yes
3: sir president or pastor mine is just a quick comment so when the gentleman was talking about philosophy i mean we all read all kind of things maybe because of leadership and all that but the thing that we need to put in our mind is that what what the words of god, i mean the words of god the the words of god what it says if we all do what it says the world will be a better place for everyone that's what i use that. Anything that God says and the world says, if you look at the, the two, the differences, if we, what, I mean, the word of God says, the world that we live in will be a better place for everybody.
0: Amen. Okay. Thank you. Two.
9: Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
9: Uh, my question is this. You know, the disciples of Jesus, one of them called Peter. You you ask Jesus a question concerning this service. You say, we have left our family, Mm. wives, (laughs) you are laughing. (laughs) So, you say, we have left everything and followed you. Mm. What will be our reward? I I believe that Jesus said that you will receive your reward here on heaven, Mm -hmm. on earth, and in heaven. And nowadays, they will only tell us your reward is in heaven. (laughs) In heaven, in heaven. (laughs) You know you know, I'm because Jesus cannot lie. O God! O God exactly. were you
0: in church on Sunday?
9: No, 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 no. Uh-huh. I wasn't in church on Sunday. If
0: you were in church, please yeah. the CD of Sunday. I think we talked about that. You know, the difference between the Jew and the, the average Jew and the average Christian is that the average Christian thinks like this. When we get to heaven, you know. But the Jew, Jesus was the Jew. Jesus says that. On earth, this earth, you will get a hundredfold of houses, of brothers, of sisters. Now, of of fathers, of mothers, plus persecution. And in life to come, you have eternal life. So, Jesus is not the means words about what we should expect on earth. He's just saying, don't think it's all about going to be the houses. and You're going to get persecution also. But he says, don't worry. I mean... You have eternal life where you are going. So, the people that are telling us that, that have been telling us that, they were lying to us. And it was because we haven't been reading our Bibles by ourselves. Now we are reading our Bibles and we are saying, ah, 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 oh God, wait, there's something in this thing, you know? Okay. However, however, we can't just be about this life. Because, let me just put it this way which is where the strength of those guys are. If you are to choose one, get your reward here or get your reward in heaven. You should choose heaven. Because the earth is, 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 is too temporal. Right? What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And loses his soul. So, what will a man give in exchange for the soul? There's nothing on earth that can value the the, the cost of a single human soul. However, the question is this. Has God told us to choose one? He hasn't. God hasn't told us to choose one. So, so we are not about to choose one. We will place priority on heaven and we will have dominion on earth in the name of Jesus. Okay, so. Praise the Lord.
2: Hallelujah. My question is this. Is it possible to be serving the wrong person and, or to be serving in the wrong place? Someone shared with me the recently. The answer is yes. To be serving in the wrong place? Yes, the answer is yes. Okay.
0: Uh, but however, be careful. You see, sometimes God takes you through a journey and allows you to serve in those places you call the wrong places. But you see, until you serve in those places that are wrong places, you can never really enter into the right place. So many times, we use wrong parameters to exit from the wrong places. And we don't learn and become who God has created us to be. Yes.
2: Okay, like you rightly said now. Right. In this case, uh, a guy has been serving a woman who says pure water. She owns a pure water complaint. Right. And they, don't have, a, they have a vehicle, there's no driver. So the guy just took it upon himself that, okay, instead of this woman, you know, not having a driver, I can actually be of help. Let me use my hand and then use my hand to serve the pure water to the neighborhood. So the guy has been doing that and then he will walk all the way down and the road is very long. He will do that, serve all the people. Right. He has been doing that for a while. So the woman will come and say, oh, God bless you. Well done. The woman will buy food. You will not buy for the guy. The guy will be staffing there, nothing, nothing. She won't even bother to, to ask how far have you eaten the woman will not ask so this kept on going on so the guy now said madam please i am tired though you will be eating you you don't even bother either <laughs> of eating you know one day in answer he suggested instead of me using hand to be supplying these people can i yeah. get a wee by-row? the woman said oh i'll buy we i'll buy you i'll buy you this kept on going on again until the guy now got tired and said madam you know what i am tired of this job can i resign right. So the woman says, you are tired of this job. I'm not going to pay you. Just go. So what right. do you do in this case?
0: Uh, well.
2: You are trying to be nice as, that, a, as a child of God. Now, uh, see what someone is should, doing to you.
0: you. Should, you, should, you should, there should be um, labor laws protecting those kind of things in a, in a normal society. I'm not saying our society is abnormal, but you know, we don't have people protecting the workforce like that. So, he should cut his losses. If he can report it, if there's, there's somebody that can intervene, or the government, whatever, he should, he should seek redress. But otherwise, he should cut his losses and, and move. the next time, he should check the person he's serving, you know. It is, I cannot overemphasize that, you know. And sometimes, you should also check with God. Not sometimes, all the time. Check with God. Does God want him to stay? Sometimes, God will tell you to stay where you are being maltreated, where you have been For his own glory. And at the end of the day, he will repay you everything. Look at the Jews. They were in Egypt for 430 years as slaves. Did they do anything wrong? At least that generation did it. But the day they were living, what happened? Everything they worked for, for 430 years, God gave them in one day. So, so your heart is also very important. So even if you are working with a difficult person, if you have a right heart, God will reward you. Some people are working with good people and they still have a bad, stinking heart. And they'll be praying and fasting. Since there are no more questions, let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. And let us just... Talk to God. Let's let's talk to God. God gives us a free will. A free will to choose God or not to choose God. He gives us the right to release ourselves to him or not. I mean, I want to pray with you. If you are here, you are like, I have believed philosophers, Socrates, Plato, and all the names that have been listed and many more. I have changed my faith. I've exchanged my faith to, with fables. Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you today. You, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I used to be a child of God. I've gone back. I want to come to God. Wherever you are seated, I don't need you to come forward. It's an act of faith. Put up your hand now over your head. I will pray together. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. I put up your hand, put up your hand well. God bless you. Instructions are scrolling. Instructions are scrolling. And if you're online, the rest of us, let's just talk to God and let's, let's just ask that He close us from within with a servant spirit. That His name will be glorified. Honor and glory will be given to you, Father. Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Okay. Let's read together. Say after me today, I commit to loving and serving God and letting that show in how I love and serve other people. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let's pray together for the Lord, for his word, for his counsel, and his might. Lord, we thank you.